Well, you know that it's going to be alright I think it's gonna be alright Everything will always be On my talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom Harmony and a very special treat today. We have Marley with us. Oh, yeah, we're lucky. Hi, ladies. How are you? I'm doing just fine. How are you guys? So we're good. Good. So glad to be here. It is a beautiful day out there. Good day to hit some uh tent sales out oh, in the sure. burbs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Excelsior Might hit some well. farmers markets. Yes. Farmers, Mar- uh, farmers market in Excelsior is on Tuesday. No, mom. It no, is. I understand. I was speaking just globally well, you should have of the said opportunities that. Oh. to hit both tent okay. sales. Okay. Thinking Excelsior. I know Bright wa- Brightwater okay. has yeah. a big tent sale today. That's a good one. They really yeah, mark they down. Yeah, they do. Um, and then thinking, you know, in the city, Mill City Farmers Market, okay. that would well, be a good you know, one. You've got to actually say these things so okay so sorry so about. sorry marley are yeah. you a farmer's market person uh i'll get out to them every once in a while yeah. uh yeah i'm uh we're growing our own uh cucumbers this summer i don't want to brag or anything well, but they're enormous that's all i have to have, say um i have a, a lot of kale Google. but here's the deal i keep getting confused i get a little nervous that i might just be eating like leaves Oh, I'm not. I'm difference? having a hard time distinguishing the kale and the arugula from just like seriously. The leaves. Yeah, a little bit. Even I know that. I'm gonna have to have the Stephanies come over. Well, you sort know what? Through. Or maybe Elizabeth Stephanie, Reese could come and save me. Stephanie she and her chickens confused me this morning because she didn't call it arugula. She called it arugula. Is that right? Do we know, Marley? Do you know? Is this accurate? Uh, she 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 added another syllable. She, she kind of was pronouncing the the arugula, U. and I've oh. always thought it was arugula. We'll have to get but to the bottom. But what do I know? Yeah, you say potatoes. All right, well, I let's say talk potatoes. about a couple things we might know a oh. little more, and that mom would be the Galleria. Yeah, we know, we know you that. have got that beat covered. I try, and, and I am really curious because there were some new things this week. Shinola yep. opened, Lululemon opened their meditation space. Well, take yes. us there. Okay, transport us so, to the new Lululemon, please. All right, well, if, first. First of all, for some the new Lululemon is where North Face used to be. Mm-hmm. For some reason, to me, it didn't look as big, but maybe it's just because it's laid out so differently. Okay. So in the back is this little area with these lounge chairs that look like futons closed. You know, so they're into chairs. Okay. And the girl so showed they me basically just look like chairs. Pretty much. Okay. Or like little mini sofas. Okay. There's All right. six of them, I think. Three mm-hmm. on each side, facing each other. And the girl showed me there's an iPad and a headset. And they're really noise-canceling. She assured me that when you have them on, the world goes away. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then there are like, I don't know, seven, eight different uh, meditations that you can turn on. Some are five minutes, some are ten. She wanted me to sit down and do it, but I had shopping to do. So anyway, and you put these headphones on and you sit there and meditate and then you go out 
in the front and buy $118 Lululemon pants. Apparently, that's the idea. <laughs> After you're relaxed you get into the right headspace. Yes, yes. But now Sunday, and I want to tell everyone if they're interested because I don't remember the exact app she told me so you'd have to call lululemon to find out at 9 a.m on sunday mm-hmm. philly d do you know philly d Mm-mm. neither do i but he is leading a meditation yoga kind of thing in the store right and the first hundred people that sign up also then have a free breakfast from crave mm. so that's a nice thing but you do have to make sure that you sign up how do you sign up that's what i'm telling you it's there's an app it's that something with bright on the end of it because i roe wolf uses well, maybe it too. you could just call the store that's you were not listening. Yeah. That's no, what I said. I was dipping in and out. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said. Uh, yeah. Call the store mm-hmm. to find out for sure. Okay. Um, but but that sounds I, fun. That's tomorrow. Yes. In the new space. So At I mean, overall, would you say? I mean, is it dramatically different? Did it feel like a major from upgrade? their old Lululemon? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I just can't picture sitting there and meditating but you know maybe some people will Look, and that's we all fine. have our we find our ways right. we find our spaces it could be serve more as an introduction for yeah. people to that practice all right maybe. take us to shinola oh i like going to shinola very different but, store than the one they had in the north Loop. yes but the look is the same as they use everywhere you know very pretty wood kind of counters mm-hmm. and very clean did they and, have the bicycles Oh, goodness. I think there was a bicycle. I'm not sure now in the back. All right. So just to recap for those who don't keep close tabs on this, Shinola, watch brand based in Detroit, kind of a big American manufacturing comeback story. It was a really big thing for Detroit when this brand got came back into existence a few years ago, owned by the same guy who owns Fossil Watches. Higher end, picked Minneapolis as one of their first locations, opened a store in the North Loop, and they were really the first national store to open in the North North Loop and made it like, okay, this and is Filson, legit. Filson was there. Yeah, same company. It. Filson sort of had the back half of the space. And then they closed. And they did it kind of weirdly and abruptly. And yeah. they knew they were going to the Galleria, but nobody else knew that. Um, and so it was sort of like, huh, a bit of a head scratcher, why they would want to leave that neighborhood, what it said about the North Loop, what it said about them. And now here they are at the and Galleria. Filson opened a while ago yes. in the Galleria. Separate space. Yeah, They're no longer space. connected. Right. Right. Um, the Shinola space is where Ribnik fur was temporarily during the holidays. Okay. So closer to uh, Crave. Yes. Right across from right Crave. Across from right Crave. across from Crave. Okay. It's beautiful. I would have to say that is where they belong. It is not an inexpensive store. They have some beautiful handbags like mm-hmm. totes. They're all $600 or more. Yeah. The watches. Oh, and I, I think maybe their entry price watch is like four hundred. Maybe five Yeah, is that yeah. the least? Yeah. Now? Yeah. So I mean, th- and I think that was frankly the problem in the North Loop, and still, even though the foot traffic in the North Loop is, you know, I mean, when you think about what it was like five years ago, I mean, it's crazy, and there are lots of people out. It still isn't the same as a mall, a concentrated shopper, you know. Right. And Shinola isn't the kind of place that you're going to just like wander in. In, it, it's sort of a destination because you're not buying a six hundred or a thousand dollar watch every day. No, well, I wouldn't think so. And I'm not anyway. <clears throat> no, maybe other people are. There could be. Some. Marley, are you doing that? Definitely not, Allie. No. <laughs> sure. Good to know. Good. But I think that's why the Galleria is the right fit. I mean, they have obviously they have Tiffany's, they have Louis Vuitton, they have Tory Burch, yeah. all of those. It, it, you're right. It's a good fit. It is there. the right it, fit. It's funny in a way because I don't think that's who they thought they were. 
when they Maybe first not, opened. But those you know, prices. they were a little more you know hipster of the yeah. city, urban. Well, you have to be a rich hipster. Let's exactly, put it that way. exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. like all the advertising execs that wear their red wing boots and have never done a day of hard labor in right, their lives. Right. You know, <laughs> but the people in there are all very nice. Yeah, I mean, it, it was not an intimidating store. There are certain stores that I always feel like. Mm, David Yurman, that's one that I never walk in there. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because there aren't usually a lot of people in there. Right. And I feel like they're all looking at There are more guards me. than yes, customers. Yes. Yeah. But this is a very comfortable place to shop. And David Yurman should things. give out more candy. Oh, I think that would oh, help. Well, or diamonds. Either way. Either way. <laughs> Either, way. <laughs> Either one I would take. Yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> so that's open. That's good. Yeah. So um, um, it's kind of... Now, I don't know what's going on. You know, Scheherazade moved a while ago to the new section mm-hmm. where Roe Wolf and Cove and soft surroundings are. And so that's closed up. But yeah. We don't know what's going there. So no mysteries. Yeah. We'll get back to you on that one. Um, I tried to go see the new Fairbow Woolen Mills store, which is oh. now open on Washington Avenue, not in the North Loop, down further uh, by like the loft and, you know, a loft hotel that yeah. that end of Washington. Right. Which, you know, I I think there's a lot of stuff over there, lots of reasons to be there, but I still think that's tough in this city as a shopping destination. Right. I'm not sure why they chose it. Um, I also know that I went at about two o'clock in the afternoon and it wasn't open. Oh. And I was like, what? And then I went online and read that, you know, it's a showroom. They're getting ready to have more regular hours in the fall. Right now, it's just very limited, like three to six. I don't know. How I just do you feel like store that when way? you're a, when you're a retail venture and you put up the sign and you're clearly there and all the stuff is there, it's weird when you're not open. Yeah. In the middle I of the day. But that's to. just me. But anyway, it looks cool. It looks very fair bowy. You know, it look you, the blankets and all the iconic pieces that you expect. So I guess, you know, we can expect more from them in the fall. I, I'm really curious and I'm expecting to have a conversation with them. So I'll report back on why now it feels like I would have thought they would have opened this store in a the, few years ago. Oh yeah. In the fall. Or yes. The but fall. also just, yes. you know, you remember they did their original pop-up when the brand came back yeah. at the mall of America. Yes. That was a huge hit, but like they feel like a natural for the North loop. It just feels a little bit like, Oh, I mean better late than never, I guess, yeah. but I'm a little surprised by it. Well, we'll find out. Um, listen, we, a little later in the show, we have to recap everything that happened with, um, this Prime Week, yeah, Amazon we sure Prime do. Day, which turned out to be a very good day for Target. We'll fill you in on all of that later. If you had experiences, good or bad, with Amazon or any other like amazing deals, we want to know, and we'll recap it a little bit later. You can always go to mytalk1071.com, click on the Shop Girls page, and send us a note there. On Twitter, it's at Allie Shops and at Harmony Kaplan. Um, And we'd love to hear from you. One other thing I wanted to mention today, it's a great day for a joy joy ride. And I mean that quite literally. You know, the X Games are in town. I do. I bet you're going. I was going to participate, but... ah. The last minute, I just. I'd rather out. you take it easy, Mom. Yeah. But if you would okay. like to go, that's fine. That's another thing. Okay. Um, but Polaris is at Ridgedale giving literal joy rides on these um, slingshot three wheel roadsters that oh. they have. Yeah. They go fast. They turn. I mean, it looks like a lot of fun if you're into that yeah. sort of thing. And they're out there all day in the parking lot. I think you have to basically sign your life away to get I a ride. Would bet. Yes. But you can try it out. And they're out there today and tomorrow at Ridgedale Polaris doing these uh, joy rides.
Okay. Yes. I'll, I'll think about it. When we get back, we're going to talk to our uh, young correspondent, Oscar, of That Is Great. He's had some red carpet experiences. He saw a movie premiere this week. It's been a very big week. And so we're going to get the report and stay relevant yeah, to the youth of America. It's not easy. That is next on Shop <laughs> Welcome back to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony, and yeah, my kid. Uh, but he had to really petition for a segment today. Really? He did have a big week. He did. <laughs> he had some things, had some things, had some great things, and that's why he's here. Oscar Wolf of That Is Great. Hello. Dot co. Yes. And of, <laughs> of the bedroom next door to mine. Uh, welcome, Oscar. How's your summer going? My summer's going pretty good. I've it's been busy. I'm finally gonna have a couple of weeks to relax. Really? What, and what, what is that? What is that gonna entail yeah, exactly? I'm wondering. My relaxation. I'm yeah. going to go on long walks in the in the forest. <laughs> is that right? I'm going to be one with nature. Uh-huh. When really? will this be happening? Um, like every day. I'll wake up at three o'clock. Um, and in the know, afternoon? No, in the morning. Oh, really? This is news <laughs> I know, to me. Well, I thought the, maybe you could I'll help watch with some the weeding. sunrise. Yeah. I, was, I was just going to say that I know a grandfather of yours who would like you to help him with weeding. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Yeah. But first, you had to hit the red carpet. Yes. You were at the Starkey Gala on I Sunday. Was. You've posted several videos on your blog. Your first red carpet. Right? Yes, this was my first red carpet. So far, what I posted, I posted like a highlight reel mm-hmm. uh, because I have I have my one question and it was, uh, uh, what makes a person great in your eyes? So I we compiled all of those and made into one video. And then I also posted the full videos of Alan Coulter and Kyle Rudolph. And there's more to come. Alan, okay. Alan Coulter, in case anyone has forgotten, used to be the announcer on David Letterman's show. Yes. He was funny. <laughs> he was yeah. a great he red was carpet a, He interview. was a really fun interview. His wife is very pretty, too. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah she was really nice. Um, who was your favorite? Who, who was the most exciting, <sighs> most engaging conversation, would you say? That's hard. I don't know. Maybe Alan Coulter. I mean, he was really fun. Mm-hmm. Then also Sinbad mm-hmm. was really fun to talk to. And what did you ask Sinbad? So there is an online rumor. It's completely false, by the way, that Sinbad played a genie in a movie called, I believe it's called Shazam. It oh, does yeah. not exist. It's it's completely fake. Where did this come from? Do you uh, know? Th- we don't know. It's like the a movie, giant. It's like a giant. real. No. Mo- there was never a movie called no, Shazam? It's I fake. I swear there was. Really? No, it's fake. <laughs> oh, okay. It's completely fake. So I asked him about this and he was like, you know what? The easiest way to kill a rumor is just to say that it's true. So he just said that all the conspiracies were true. So yeah, he was really fun. <laughs> So okay. you, did you get to speak? My favorite, of course, on the red carpet is Billy Crystal. Yes, Billy Crystal. Yeah, now, I don't know if you really had a lot of time because he came at the end. Yeah, but, so but. so uh, what happens with the red carpet is in the beginning, it's just like a couple of people. Uh, so you have like it's a really... It's list yeah. Let's be honest. Well, no. Ki- well, not the whole of. thing. There were some really good yeah. ones that came in the beginning. Uh, but like, it, it, like Alan Coulter was in the beginning. I know, but and so was what's wait, her name, Danny Darcy, Darcy, Darcy Lynn. She Darcy won America's Lynn. Got Talent. And yeah. I will. I had a technical glitch. I I was playing the role of videographer. 
not your <laughs> best job. And the one interview I messed up was oh. the one that I think Oscar was the most excited about. Darcy Lynn from America's what Got What did you do? Oh, we still got a photo. I seemed to turn it on when we were saying goodbye <laughs> and not have it on while she was yeah, talking. Yeah, she had it she reversed. Was very, but she you did her what? Muppet. What, what, what is it? Her Yeah, her, her, her puppet. I can't remember the name of it. Don't, but it's the one she used in her original audition. I would say, Allie, don't quit your day job. I won't. I definitely won't. It's a high-pressure high well, situation. I guess so. All right, so but let's talk about Billy Crystal. Yeah. And his wife, too, who was very pretty. Who mm-hmm. said, what Did you get to really talk to him much or so, what? Yeah, so this is like what I was saying. So what happens is at the beginning of the carpet, uh, you have a lot of time to interview the people because it's not that many people. But then at like an hour in, it's just like this huge surge of people that yeah. comes uh, and then they really just rush them along. Like there are people on the red carpet just saying like, speed it up, speed it yeah, up. You have one question, have you have two in. questions. And uh, you had all, you had like Alice Cooper, yeah, Evander it was, it was Holyfield. Just, it was just one after another Billy after Crystal. another. And there was no time to regroup. Like in the beginning, I would ask a couple of questions and then I would have time to prepare for the next one. After that, at like that hour mark, it was, it was just crazy. Yeah. So I, I did get to ask Billy Crystal, like my big question, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't have as much time to really talk to him. Did well, you invite him over for dinner or anything? I wish. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> um, Kyle Rudolph, I thought was very, I had some had, time to talk to him. Yeah. yeah he had some good yeah. answers. You po- I enjoyed that one. That clip is up on your website on that is co. And it was interesting because you asked him some hard hitting questions. Yes, I did. I did not go easy on him. <laughs> what did you think of what he said? about concussions that he didn't think it was a big problem well i don't know i mean like from what i know it is like a you what was the question problem. that you you asked i, I him, said uh like do you think kids should take concussions and other serious injuries into account before they like start playing football and he was he was very clear he said absolutely not yeah. right uh but he and thinks like, that the, the that if you're playing the game exactly. correctly yeah, and you're wearing the right that, like, gear. Yeah, he was saying as long as you do the right techniques, mm-hmm, everything yeah. should be good. Kyle and I don't agree on that. No, I, I probably would have pushed him harder, but like you can't do yeah. that in a red carpet interview. Well, he was There's very no kind time. and gave you a long, long time. You know who I think talked to Oscar the longest was Evander Holyfield. Yeah, he just oh, kept going. He <laughs> is chatty. Oh. In fact, I loved when he, he talked so long after you asked him mm-hmm. about great he forgot that he the question. Stopped in the middle and said, "What was the question?" <laughs> he was but so I, involved. You also asked him about esports. What did you What did you say to him about esports? Uh, yeah, I I think I asked this to a couple of athletes. Um, I'm pretty sure I asked it to Kyle Rudolph too. Uh, so because like esports, uh, if you don't know that, like video games for sports have become sports. Right? Some people sort of consider them to be the equivalent of actual sports. So I was sort of asking a couple of athletes, like, "What do you think of that whole thing where people are like?" Almost athletes from video games. Right. But you just said to Evander Holyfield, do you think esports are equivalent to sports? Right. And what did he say? He he was like <laughs> he, he said, said yeah, he said, he didn't, what are esports? <laughs> at first I said, he didn't exactly. Know. exactly. At first he didn't know, but then I explained it was like video games of sports and then I'm sure he laughed. Yeah, he was like you, he acknowledged that it takes skill and stuff, but Okay, you know. as a thirteen year old headed into eighth grade, do you feel that esports should qualify as actual sports? And win ESPY awards. No. I do not think that they qualify because I feel like sports take like physical activity but i understand that there is an argument to be made because like it does take skill and practice to be good 
Yeah, but so it's okay. yeah. yeah. All right. Whatever. Speaking of eighth grade, you got to go to a screening this week of the movie Eighth Grade. Yes, which I is did. Now out, I think limited screens, but it is mm-hmm. out in town. What did you think of it? It was amazing. So, like, the reason that I knew about it is because it was written and directed by Bo Burnham, who is if you don't know who he is, he he started out on YouTube uh, as a comedian, and he's just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And this was like. Uh, as to my knowledge, his first movie. It was his first movie. Uh, yeah, so it was it was really good. And most movies like this sort of make it like an idealistic world of like high school and stuff. But this was the most accurate movie I've ever seen. Do you think it's something that adults should see too? Yes. Not just parents it, of eighth grade. Well, you know, it is rated R. It is. And so I've had a couple of parents say to me that they're a little nervous even oh. about taking their own eighth grader or, yeah. you know, middle schooler. And what I would like to point out that the worst things in it are real things that happen in eighth grade. So I don't know what they're so worried yeah, about. I mean, that's disturbing on a whole other it's, level. Yes. I think the parents might be more disturbed than the kids. I would guess so. I think truthfully that if you can go with your kid as Oscar allowed me to do and actually sit next to him and buy him Whoppers, um, <laughs> I, I would highly recommend going with your eighth grader or with your middle schooler. It's a good, it's a good chance to have a conversation. It is. The thing that struck me, and I don't know if this struck you, Oscar, is how little dialogue there actually was among these kids. Oh, well, yeah, because that was sort they're of the always looking point. at their phones. Right. Nobody's talking. No, that's and also, sad. also, it wasn't just that, like, the main character, the whole point is that she's, like, extremely awkward and very shy. So not only is it that they were on their phones, she just, like, had a very hard time talking to people. So they're on their phones. She's too shy to talk. So neither of them are talking. So the whole movie really captures the awkwardness for a lot of people. What about you? Well, no, I don't really have that. Cause I, <laughs> if you haven't noticed, I talk quite a bit. Oh, I've so, noticed. Yeah. I've noticed. Yes, you've been my but, grandson a long but time. But like, now. I have plenty of friends who have that all the time. Yeah. So like, and it wasn't just that. Like, there are other things in it uh, that I can relate to. Okay. Okay. All right. So, thank you for so your good review. one. Eighth grade. Positive review. Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you for, for checking in with us. We We're really so appreciate your time. glad you showed up here. Between so nature much. walks. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the blog is thatisgreat.co and uh, you're on the uh, socials as well. Is that right? That is right. On Instagram. Instagram as that is great and on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks for thanks for being here. When we get back, we're going to check in with Emma Olson of Shop Hazel and Rose, which is doing something really um, kind of innovative and, and unexpected in retail, putting the store in an apartment building. We'll see how that's <laughs> going to work next on Shop Girls. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom Harmony. Thanks for joining us today. Hope you're having a great weekend. Lots to do this weekend around town. I, lo- I mean, I love when there's actually too many things to, to get yeah, to. Yeah, like you don't know what to go to first. Right, especially when you have to go to all the X Games. See well, everything. that's the thing. I just don't know how I'm going to do What's it. What's your highlight, skateboarding or dirt bike racing? Oh, dirt bike. Really? Dirt bike you're racing. Kind of, oh, you're a BMXer a at heart. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty all much. Right. Yeah.
Um, well, I wanted to talk to um, Emma Olson from Hazel and Rose. I think we've talked to her before, haven't we? Or we've just talked about her. I think we've talked um, about her. She's got a really cool store that that opened in Northeast a few years ago and was all about sustainable fashion. And she's just always been very forward thinking about all of it. And now she's doing something kind of surprising, moving to, let's just say, not the most obvious place in town. But there's a method to the madness. And between customers, while she's actually running the store, so we have to bear with her in case anybody actually needs to be, because we don't want to get in the way of a sale. No, no, That's no, That's for never. sure, right, Emma? Never. <laughs> we, <Right>. will, we <laughs> will not stand in the way of commerce, but we do appreciate you checking in on live radio with the shop girls. Thanks, Emma. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, tell us a little bit about what's, what's going on. Why did, you got, why did you decide to move? Sure. Well, and there's actually been, there's been some, a lot of change in the last two years. Um, last fall, so September, I brought on a full-time business partner, Bobby Barron, who used to own Semblance Boutique in New Ulm. Mm-hmm. Um, she closed Semblance to join me, so now we are co-owning Hazel and Rose together, and I feel like that kind of opened a new chapter for the store to start. Was and, that hard um, going from this being your baby and, you know, and your concept and you're the owner to all of a sudden you have a full-on partner? Was that a hard transition? It wasn't as hard as I thought. And I think that's because I recognized that I needed someone else to do this with me to survive. Yep. Um, I, that first year um, was really amazing, but I also learned a lot about myself, as I'm sure any entrepreneur does when they start a business. And how I really work best. And I learned that I work best when I'm a part of a team and when I have someone to kind of balance what I'm doing and how I'm feeling and hold me accountable to tasks. And that's something that Bobby does really well. We balance each other really well. So the idea that I was losing a piece of this thing that I had built myself didn't, it wasn't that difficult because I was getting so much more benefit from working with her. Really interesting. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, Um, so that, that kind of kicked off like a beginning of change for the shop. And as we've worked together, she is also a really innovative thinker in the retail space. And our lease was coming to an end um, at the end of this year. And we knew we couldn't stay where we were because we needed something with more visibility. And um, you, were, you were sort of tucked behind Spy House. So yes, a big, a very, the building. right. So a busy corner, but nobody would have known you were there unless they literally walked through spy house or into inside the building. So how does moving to right. an apartment building help? Yeah. So that's, that's the, <laughs> the, the question. Joke, right? yes. <laughs> um, so honestly, anything's kind of a step up from being fully enclosed. Right. So it, uh, the apartment, it actually is a street level, two story uh. lofted, style apartment so we have our own entrance and we have six windows right now all we have are skylights which no one can look into they give us some great natural light but no one can see us from the street so we'll actually um even though it's apartment we're going to have street access and it's going to look a lot like a typical storefront okay oh that makes sense then so wait has the move happened yet emma or what what's the timeline not yet but it is right around the corner we are moving we're closing the northeast doors on sunday august 5th Mm-hmm. And the plan is to open the doors in the new space on Thursday or Friday of that week. So Ooh, it's a short move. That's quick. Yeah. And where yeah. is it? Let, tell everybody where, where you're going to be. Sure. The building is Borealis North Loop. Um, and it is a brand new apartment building. It opened in February of this past year. Um, I'm pulling up the address, which I should know by heart now. But it's <laughs> really you might want to learn Yes, that. you got to yeah. get there. Yeah. 
<laughs> but it's right by it's right by Acme Comedy Company and the Star Tribune building. Oh, sure. Um, it's 721 North 1st Street. And we are actually directly across the Star Tribune building ourselves. That's where you'll find our store, and it's number 117. And um, was North Loop sort of the only place you even considered? Is there any other part of town you would have gone to? We were looking around quite a bit, actually. North Loop was certainly at the top of the list. Um, it's, it's, there's no denying that it's become a destination for shops. I think uh, when Park Boutique announced that they were closing their Northeast stores to open in North Loop after 10 years, mm-hmm. that was a little bit of an eye-opener for us. We have a lot of respect for Tao and what she's built, and um, that was an indication that some big changes is coming for that area. So yep. um, it was at the top of the list, but we were open to exploring other areas. We love Northeast, so we tried to see if there was anything in Northeast that made sense for us. We looked around South Minneapolis, um, but this one, this this really was the best fit and, and such a unique opportunity that we had to give it a try. It and sounds like, uh, Emma, tell me something else. For anybody who is not familiar with Hazel and Rose, tell us the kind of merchandise they're going to find when they come there. Yeah, so um, as Ali mentioned earlier, we are all about sustainable and ethical fashion. And for us, um, that means it's all... A lot of it's made in the U.S., but wherever it's made, it's made by people who are paid and treated fairly. Um, the materials we carry are all natural, or they're recycled or dead stock, which means fabric that would have otherwise gone to waste. Mm-hmm. So you'll find a lot of organic cotton, linen, um, silk, alpaca, some wool. And then this past fall, we also started carrying vintage apparel because um, as people who have shopped us know, we our, our garments aren't inexpensive. We, we sell at a higher price point. Um, garments typically range between $100 and $300, depending on what it is. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to offer a lower price point option for those who wanted to shop sustainably, but it wasn't in their budget to spend $300 on a dress. Sure. Um, so we added vintage to the mix. And that's been a lot of fun curating our own unique vintage assortment to mix in with our contemporary works. Do you feel, Emma, like even since you, you've started, that there is a, a backlash brewing against fast fashion? I think there are a lot of people who would like to stand against fast fashion, but they just can't afford to. Or, you know, it's just too tempting and too easy to get. Do you, do you feel like people are making more conscious decisions? I do. I think um, more and more people are becoming aware of the downsides to it, um, both the environmental and the human downsides, the ethical downsides to it. And it's one of those things that once you start to recognize the impact, you can't unknow that information. Like, and, Give us a couple um, of the facts that sort of ring in your head that, that made you want to sure. do this. I mean, the biggest one for me, the biggest eye-opener for me was um, the Rana Plaza factory collapse mm-hmm. in 2013. Mm-hmm. And that happened in Bangladesh and over 1,100 people lost their lives because the factory, the building structure was in such poor condition and the owners had been told it was in poor condition, but they had deadlines to meet for a lot of mass retailers. There wasn't any single retailer who owned that space. It was a, um, a subcontracted factory. And because they had deadlines and um, goals that they had to hit, they ignored the warnings and it collapsed and mm. over a thousand people died. And that's just not acceptable. That's a, no, that's a wake up uh, call. Yeah. So that was that was the biggest moment for me. And when you consider, say, a ten dollar t shirt or a thirty dollar dress, um, it 
it's just not realistic for that to be made in a way that's going to last. So the quality can't be it can't be what it needs to be at that price point. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you think about a garment that you find in a store, and this is maybe getting a little too inside baseball <laughs> with retail, but what you pay for that garment is about double what the store paid for that garment. And what the store paid for that garment is about double what the factory cost for that. So mm-hmm. if it's a $30 dress, that means the factory spent $7.50 making it. Mm. And that's like materials, that's wages, that's everything. So if you really think about it, how is it possible that someone could be paid fairly if they're getting paid less than, I don't know. Right. Right, seven fifty to make a dress. I don't think that's inside baseball at all. I don't think it should be inside right. baseball. I people think more people know. need to think yeah. about that and understand that. The problem is when you see so many stores selling that ten dollar t shirt, you think, well, gosh, I mean, you know, t shirts should cost ten dollars. Yeah. So why would I pay a hundred dollars for the one at your right. store? Yeah. So it's it really does. It really does take education. Yeah, I think education is the key, and it's. We try to balance, I mean, from when I opened, I've tried to be careful about educating all the really great things about sustainable and ethical fashion rather than talking about all the bad things about fast fashion because mm-hmm. it's not that those things aren't important to know. I think they are, but if someone's shopping in my store, I didn't want to be the one to bring them down. Right, you don't want to lecture <laughs> about them. The ways yeah. of shopping, and I don't want them to feel guilty and then buy something out of guilt because that's not going to, they're not going to want to come back if they associate shopping here with feeling guilty about where else they shop. That's, that's not, no that's one a, That's that. a good point. And yeah. I, and if you go to Hazel and Rose, you would never feel that way because it's just such a lovely space and, uh, and great experience. One last question for you, Emma, that I'm, you know, yeah. both in your current space and le- to a lesser extent, but still in, in your new space, you really are a destination. People have to, people are seeking you out. You can't rely on people just stumbling upon you, right? Right. So is that is that just sort of the name of the game today that it that it's kind of on you to to build the audience? We're not just all wandering around malls anymore that it's we're a little be a more destination. Yeah. I mean, is that is that hard? Is that OK? Is social media making it's, that easier? Yeah, I think it's a balance. I think because I mean, in the place we are now, we I definitely did a lot of groundwork to make sure people knew we were coming and knew what the story was for the shop before I opened. But I also picked this location, even though it was inside a building, because when I looked at it on a Tuesday afternoon in November, the parking lot was full. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, well, people are always here. Right. There's a built-in like base of people who can just stumble upon me. And I think um, you don't want to put yourself in Siberia, so to speak, mm-hmm. to only find people, like do all the work to find people. You want some sort of organic discovery, but it's, it's certainly not something you can rely on. It's not all about that location. It's, it's got to be a mix of the work you're doing to connect with people and tell them about you and have them find you, um, as well as some level of stumbling upon. Right, right. You want a little bit of that. Well, hopefully you'll get yeah. even more of that when you move into the new space. I can't wait yeah, to it see it. exciting. Um, again, you can yeah. shop at Hazel and Rose today. You're still open, right, in the current oh, spot? Yeah, we we're open normal hours all the way through Saturday, the 4th of August. And and tell and the current address is? We are currently at the Broadway building. It's 945 Broadway Street Northeast, Suite 
220. We're right across the hall from Brow Chic. Okay, very good. Well, I hope it's a busy day. I think everyone is probably going to just burst into the space now that they let you get through the radio interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Emma. Good luck with the move. We'll check in with you once you're settled in the new Thanks. space. Thanks All right. so much. Have a great day. You Thank too. You. We will be back with Whose Look Is It Anyway right after this on Shop Girls. Welcome back to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony. We were talking uh, with Emma Olson from Hazel and Rose, a sustainable fashion boutique in Minneapolis, and just talking about, you know, some of the the hidden costs of um, fast fashion, if you will. And Jen was listening and has a comment in response to that conversation. Hi, Jen. Hi, how are you? Good, good. So what was your thought listening to the sustainable fashion talk? I don't understand how I can, as a consumer, trust the price point being reflective of the cost of the garment. So here's my question. You know, my situation was I was trying to try to encapsulate this. Um, I purchased some garments. I went to New York. I found the exact same garment. I was wearing them, went into the the store and I said, Hey, I just bought this for $89 in Rochester, Minnesota. And you have it for $4.99. She goes, yeah, I bought it for $1.99, blah, blah, blah. And I can sell it for $4.99, but I can put whatever label on it. I said, like what label? Hmm. Well, I can put Kohl's. I can put Maury's. I can put, Hmm. I said, and I showed her the back of my sweater, which was Maury's. Mm -hmm. And I said, and this sweater cost you. And she, it was a beautiful conversation. It happened years and years ago. But again, I'm paying 80 something dollars for a sweater thinking that I'm not buying the $5 sweater. Right. I'm not buying the $2 t-shirt. There might be a time I may want to teach $2 t-shirt rarely, but I know it's not going to last the while. Sure, sure. Um, but, but, but the point is that the, you, the price alone doesn't necessarily indicate no. the quality. You can't yeah. just assume that because it's $500, it must have been ethically made and with Correct. good materials. You really, and I think it really speaks to, first of all, why a place like a, a Hazel and Rose or their spoils of wear in St. Paul or places that have really carved out a niche for themselves as sustainable where you know you can trust, you can trust the, 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 the person behind that store. You know that they are, that they're are really doing the research. I know that Emma is going to the factories, that she is doing research with the brands that she carries so that she can be sure that there's a reason why that blouse costs, you know, a hundred or two hundred dollars and that they're using recycled materials or whatever it is. But you're right, you have to do your research. Yeah. There's no way right. to know otherwise. And to everyone's point, I just came from Whole Foods where I want to source my food. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start Thinking of clothing and everything else in the same manner. Yep, absolutely. That's cool. I think that's a that's a good goal. Thanks for calling, Jen, and thanks for listening. Yeah, we appreciate bye. it. Um, we uh, spoils of wear is another good one to know. We're lucky to have a few really good sustainable fashion boutiques. Yes, we in had town. somebody from Spoils mm-hmm. of Wear on once. I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, it is that time in the show where we take a look at a trend, we pick it apart, we analyze it from all sides, and we say. Whose look is it anyway? She's wearing that outfit. It's time for the shop girls to ask. Can I ask you something? Whose look is it anyway? Well, today 
We're getting back on the horse with our <laughs> saddlebag. It is 18 years it's been since the sa- the saddlebag took fashion by storm. Dior's iconic saddlebag. Mm-hmm. And it's making a big comeback this summer. How do we feel about this? I don't care. all right you know it's fine it doesn't do it for me how much does it cost from dior do we know um yeah i love there's i read a thing in in style and it says it shows the dior saddlebag in red calfskin and it said request price this is what they do then you know when when it says and a lot of luxury brands do this they and you'll notice this in magazines too and they they allow it because they don't have a lot of choice if they want to show the goods right um but they won't actually show the price and this appears to be one of those cases so i'm gonna say it's a safe bet that it's comfortably into at least four digits yeah i would guess Mm -hmm. i would guess are you interested i'm sure there will be copies um, you know what? I find I like a little symmetry in my handbags. Oh, and, and I, you know, it's sort of, you know, it's shaped, it's shaped like a saddlebag. Yeah. It really is. You know, it's like, looks like a bicycle seat, basically. I mean, yeah. they're done in some really cool, yeah, fun Yeah, they're pretty. Fabrics. I don't think I need it. It's one of those bags that instantly says, you know, I have an expensive bag. It's a, you know, it looks like a collectible i guess i would rather i'm not as we've discussed i'm not huge into logo bags no i won't name any names but like the bags that just have a particular for example to be brown logo all all over it like that's just not my jam no um i get it but i guess i would rather have a bag like this but I don't know. I it, it feels th- this particular bag, the saddle. You know, it's smaller. I understand yeah. it, it's easy to hold, but it just feels like it's never going to sit. It's always going to plop over. I don't know. It's not. I'm not. Well, luckily, I was not going to buy it you for you. No, but you know, if you've got that whole kind of western horsey look going, mm-hmm. the other thing that is being shown a lot, and of course, it's hard to not talk about. Gigi Hadid. You're right. So she was out and about, and she's been wearing these tennis shoes that are, you know, the real um, stacked high, uh, what do you call it? Like a big platform. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but so she kind of switched this out and instead was wearing a Western insti- inspired boot. It's a, a booty. It's a shorter kind of the ankle mm-hmm. uh, with an etched buckle. And we've been seeing a lot of these coming in for fall of this year. And it was also shown for resort of nine of for twenty. Don't you feel like the Western thing sort of cycles in and out every few seasons? Yeah, I mean, I looked at it and I thought, what's new about that? Mm-hmm. Nothing but, is new. No, nothing's new. And I thought you were going to talk about Gigi Hadid oh, and her off the shoulder tops. Well, we can her princessy top. Is it a thing? Well, I think that we have been seeing off the shoulder tops for a long time. Mm-hmm. The big difference is. Hers is not just off the shoulder, it's cropped, and then it has long sleeves that are all ruffled, and I think it's good for Gigi Hadid. Exactly. That's what I think. (laughs) This is something you probably should not attempt at home or (laughs) anywhere else, unless you have the body of Gigi Hadid. So I, I don't think it's anything that I'm going to be trying anytime soon. Frankly, I think that the sleeve, so this particular one that she was spotted in this week, and we'll post a link on the Shop Girls page, um, in style, showed her out and about. I mean, who knows? She probably was just going to the grocery store or something. She doesn't go to the grocery store. Oh, silly me. She was going to Zayn Malik's. That's where she was going. 
Really? Yeah. Are they still yeah, a she thing? Was, they're back. What can I say? They're back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's nice of her to let having, you know. Yes. Um, it, it literally is like a tube top with sleeves. And yeah. the sleeves alone, I have an issue. I don't actually find those kind of balloony, clowny sleeves all that flattering. You, it's not my favorite thing. Not that you'd remember, but do you know who Carmen Miranda was? Uh, yes, okay. I do, Mother. Well, that's mm-hmm. who... Made that she famous. looks like she's wearing a Carmen Miranda blouse. Yeah. She just needs some bananas on her head. Right. I think it's a good example. You know, InStyle wrote, are off the shoulder tops still a thing? Yes, they are. Gigi Hadid is wearing one, hey. so it must be. And I think it's just a good example of anything is, it's whatever you want it to be. Darn right. You and want you to wear like on her, the shoulder, yeah. off the shoulder. It's all, all fine. Good. It's all, all how you put good. it together. Yeah. Okay.